the Click owns this business. Coming down the aisle, Bimbo, Jimbo, Baby Huey. You know that I'm the cream of the crop. You better hell yeah. Today, woo, I've got the star and profile like never before. from our studios in undisclosed locations in San Francisco. This is In The Click, Bimbo Jimbo, remotely alongside my tag team partner, Patient Zero Baby Huey. Hello and welcome again, everybody. We're still alive, pal. Damn it, Jimbo, you threw me off. I was going to give you like a, a very fun retaliation. I was going to say happy belated uh, 316 day, but now, yeah, you just threw me off my game right now. Well, I'm I'm just happy to hear your voice, Pally. I mean, I, I it was it was sounding uh, very grim uh, when we last came to you from in the click. Uh, you know, we were having a good time last week, and pretty much uh, as soon as our last episode came out, uh, you know, this whole thing started to take a turn, uh, and all of a sudden the memes weren't quite as funny anymore. Uh, all, all of a sudden it just sort of, uh, I mean, the coronavirus and everything like it has really, um, it's, it's just, I mean, it, it, it is surreal times we yeah. are, we are living in here, uh, the world over as coronavirus officially a pandemic. Uh, the whole world has really sort of stood still sports, pro wrestling, uh, your jobs, uh, you know, San Francisco here in the Bay Area and surrounding counties are on essentially lockdown. It is in the click. Stay in your house. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's been pretty wild, man. How are you holding up? I'm doing OK. Uh, we are still working here at the radio station as far as uh, just to pull back. Uh, was it the fourth wall? So uh, we got an email that. uh Non-programming uh, staffers can work from home and they're encouraged and asked to work from home for the next two weeks. So that's like salespeople, promo people, digital people, all these other departments are given the okay to go work from home. However, the rest yeah, of us. They, it, they're always the first ones to figure out a way <laughs> to get out of coming into work. Yeah. So that, uh, I was just, just, just going to say, so us programming people, so that's, on-air hosts, producers, uh, engineers, and so, like, people who actually are part of the on-air product for all the respected stations here in this building, they still got to come in. Uh, so it's been a little challenging. So some of our coworkers here are figuring out ways how to broadcast from home still so that way they can actually work from home and, you know, do their own self-quarantine. But, yeah, it's pretty wild times here at the radio station, but we're trying to make the best of it. And, you know, the uh, wildest thing about it is that they still let you come in after, again, <laughs> listeners, and you heard them last week. Careful. Careful throwing that out there. Like, legitimately, I have co-workers. The highest of coughs. Just careful, because there's, like, literally people here freaking out. Uh, we have, like, I'll just say this. We have one coworker here who went on the air saying that they think they might have it. Uh, well, that's irresponsible. 
yeah, I, I, I mean, that was my thing. I heard that, too, and I was like, whoa, whoa, you don't know for sure. Don't be throwing that out there for, like, maybe, uh, like, a ratings boost or something. Like, don't be, like, unless you officially got a test that confirms it. <laughs> ratings boost. I just picture Eric Bischoff reading off on Nitro which WWE wrestlers have coronavirus. <laughs> Mick Foley has coronavirus. Oh, that'll put some butts in the hospital. Good no, Lord. No, but really, Jimbo, is, uh, well, first off, real quick, I just want to give a disclaimer to everyone out there. One, we know it's really serious times right now, and you should be treating this coronavirus uh, epidemic really serious. We know there's a lot of people who are uh, uh, affected by this and, and sick and all that stuff. So if anything, please let Jimbo and I use our, our wrestling show in the click as an escape for everyone to entertain you. Yeah. So that, yeah. that's to make that one stress. Yeah, that's well said. And we, look, we're, we're doing this to have fun, to bring you some entertainment. We're not taking it lightly. We're approaching it that way because that's just how we deal with serious situations. Sometimes it's, it's easier to laugh uh, and to get through something than it is just to cry about it. And we're, we're trying, we're trying to, you know, just make everything feel like a little bit back to normal, but you know, obviously take whatever precaution you have to follow my lead by distancing yourself from people that, you know, could, you know, be infected, <clears throat> baby Huey. Uh, so, you know, do I do not have it right. I don't have it right now. Uh, we have. I mean, I can go like listen to the tape, ladies and gentlemen, of last week. Oh, my God. Like so many people were texting or tweeting at us. <laughs> like, are you OK? Jimbo, he's such a, a meanie. <laughs> like I'm not mean. I'm just I'm just keeping it real. And I and I think that I have been completely validated and vindicated in my decision to show true leadership and and do the show remotely. You know, I, I had a I had a feeling about it and I was like, you know, I'm gonna set an example for all these wrestling podcasts out there, and you know, I, I feel like that was the right decision. Uh, that we made, uh, you know, doing uh, do, doing that on in the click. And I feel like, you know, uh, after that happened, a lot of wrestling promotions and everything sort of followed our lead with postponements. So, uh, I mean, it, it is it, it is incredibly uh, like from the, the human side of it, it is yeah. an incredibly difficult time, mm -hmm. uh, you know, for a lot of people in the pro wrestling industry, especially on the independent scene with all these uh, cancellations, postponements, you know, that's money out of their pocket. And so I guess right off the top here as you know, we are making light, but on a serious note, support them if you can. I know it's a tough time for everyone right now. There's a lot of uncertainty regarding a lot of your jobs, not just in pro wrestling, but if you're doing all right, and if you have the heart to do it, check out some of these independent pro wrestlers, t-shirt stores, whether it's on pro wrestling tees or, or wherever it is. And if, if you, you know, if you can support these entertainers and, performers and everything like that, you know, it would help them through a really tough time right now uh, because that is, that is income that they were counting on that yeah. is not, is not coming in now. Uh, you know, I, I mean, every commentary booking I've had is on hold right now. You know, I'm doing all right with the warriors, but looking at it from the perspective of all these, you know, great wrestlers that are on their way up and in, in striving uh, it's, it's a big blow to them. So, mm -hmm. You know, if you if you have it, if you have the means now is like a great time to show your support with more than just going to the shows. But, you know, with buying their merchandise and stuff like that. So, um, you know, check out pro wrestling tees, check out just look up your favorite indie wrestlers on Instagram 
and they usually have a merch link in their bio and, and check it out there and see what you like. And then look, you'll have some cool merch, you know, like maybe you can put off having to go to the laundromat, which will help you out too. you know, social distancing and all that jazz. So again, it's just to reiterate, it's going to really help out a lot of awesome people. So uh, I, I, I am keenly aware of, of how this whole thing is affecting, you know, companies beyond WWE and AEW and everything like that. I mean, uh, the championship wrestling from Hollywood show has been impacted. We still have, you know, uh, content in the can, but you know, SF state shut down. That's where we shoot, uh, the show Levi Shapiro and I and stuff. It's just like all West coast pro APW, like everything in this really surreal, eerie holding pattern right now. Yeah. Uh, but so if, if you can show your support that way, I know they appreciate you. And I, I just can't wait for this all to blow over and get back to normal and, and we get everything, you know, back on track again. God, what I mean, like no sports, like bowling's on ESPN. Like it's crazy. Well, th- that's the thing, Jimbo, I was just going to say was, um, yeah, it's really been a, a crazy time. Like, I mean, I know it's been affecting a lot of families and, and people and all the businesses and uh, it, there's so much to go on. I mean, for us specifically, we're talking about wrestling here, but like a lot of local businesses, we've been like encouraging people to buy local if you can, um, see if a place you'd like to support delivers something, or at least can do you can pick it up and take it to go, or even buy gift cards in advance. But also, as you mentioned, with specifically with the wrestlers, yeah, support them on their uh, pro wrestling tees or whatever uh, merch websites that they have. So what I was thinking about doing is maybe on in the click social pages, I'll uh, maybe get a, a Twitter thread going where I'll ask people. You know, tag your favorite wrestler and include a link to their to their merch store, and that way yeah. we have like an ongoing thread, and just makes it one stop shopping right there. You can kind of skim through and pick out maybe you know a shirt from that way, so it just makes it easier to filter through it all. Yeah, that's a fantastic idea. Uh, let's get into it, shall we? Because with with all of this uh, is sort of some cell tower and whatever issues. There's uh, a lot of a lot of internet being used up in the Bay Area, so we're we're trying to troubleshoot through some technical difficulties ourselves here. So we're going to try and move along briskly to the top news of the day, which you know when we came to you last, it was no chance in hell that WrestleMania is going to get canceled. We come to you today; it's still not canceled. But WWE issued this statement in coordination with local partners and government officials. WrestleMania and all related events in Tampa Bay will not take place. However, WrestleMania will still stream live on Sunday, April 5th at 7 p.m. Eastern time on WWE Network and be available on pay-per-view. Only essential personnel will be on the closed set at WWE's training facility in Orlando, Florida to produce WrestleMania. Wow. Uh, WrestleMania from the Performance Center with no fans. Um, I I feel a certain kind of way about it. First of all, Kudos to WWE for doing their shows that they have done from the Performance Center already to provide entertainment to all the wrestling fans that are, you know, uh, still thirsting for it and everything like that. And and giving their performers a way to work safely during this time. And just so, you know, kudos to them off the bat. Uh, However, WrestleMania from the Performance Center, it just... I, I sort of, you know, Booker T had a similar reaction that, you know, WrestleMania is all about the spectacle and everything. And I, I'm inclined to agree that, you know, in my opinion, I think I would have preferred a postponement mm-hmm. rather than to do it from the performance center. I look, I'm not in Vince's shoes to, 
you know, and making that call. But so much of WrestleMania is about the crowd and about, you know, creating those moments. And, and again, that spectacle that doing it from the performance center, just, I don't know, man, especially after watching SmackDown and raw do it from there. It just, it's, it's going to be must watch, but I don't think in the best way I would have rather waited until this, you know, blew over and had to adjust from there, like do some type of super show, maybe some type of benefit show, but I don't know. WrestleMania from the PC, man, this ain't it to me. What do you think? Yeah. I, I, I was just thinking like, where are the different solutions to this, to this situation, how to make something out of it is I was kind of thinking, okay, so they're saying they're encouraging people for what, no large crowds for at least what next two months. So hypothetically, Things can kind of get back to normal maybe end of May. But um, so I was thinking, okay, maybe end of May they can, like, put on an, an event or postpone until, like, June. But then I was kind of thinking about something that you and I have talked about before. was like, oh, how can we make maybe WrestleMania a two-day event? And some people were saying online, oh, maybe push it back to SummerSlam. And maybe instead of SummerSlam, have WrestleMania take place in the summertime. I was thinking maybe make that a two-day event, maybe WrestleMania one day, SummerSlam the next day. But then I was like, oh, what about NXT TakeOver? That usually happens around the same time. Maybe postpone that to another time. But uh, I was thinking, oh, like, yeah, maybe you could combine the two. Like, it's a special one-off only event where WrestleMania is one day, SummerSlam's the next day. Uh, but, yeah, postponement would have seemed better while all this dies down and you can get the fans involved. But the only problem is these storylines. How do you keep these storylines going for for the next couple months like how do you put a hold on that it's it's kind of tough you kind of lose the momentum that these stories currently have or some, some of the bigger ones have but at the same time like how do you feel tv then i mean will the fans get bored it's taking way too long to get to that to the, the to the actual matches itself so that's why i was like i, I don't know like there's just no like best solution to all of this that's the problem yeah, that's that's very well said. We are in uncharted territory. There is no, you know, perfect solution to all this. Uh, part of me, you know, thinks that like extend those storylines by sending these wrestlers home. You, you know, like almost like working that into, uh, you know, part of the the storyline somehow, and that you start featuring, you know, other other wrestlers during this time. But I, I I don't know how that all would work or how that would look. I mean, they have enough they have enough people on their roster. Uh, to where they they could feature some other guys for a period of time and have like a WWE showcase from the performance center for the next couple of months or what have you uh, and do it that way. Again, look, they have they have network TV commitments. So those are those are things that, you know, go well beyond uh, our understanding and our pay grade. Um, but it is just going to be weird seeing some of this stuff paid off to an empty building. Um you know, like Edge and Randy Orton, chiefly among them, like, in my opinion, the best storyline we have going into WrestleMania and Edge's first match in almost a decade. And it's going to be to an empty crowd like I, I don't I don't know, man, like it, it is just super weird. Uh, and it was like kind of this this sort of like, uh, you know, game of chicken between Tampa and WWE. It felt like in the last you know week or so about what the fate of WrestleMania was going to be mm-hmm. and the best solution that they were able to come up with. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, okay, if this is the best case scenario for them, or this is like the only scenario that they can go with is like, okay, what can they do to make this 
salvable, salvageable, is um, like, okay, do you dress up the performance center differently than what we've been seeing on Raw and SmackDown currently? Is there a way to make this bigger than what it is inside the performance center? Is there a way to maybe have some of the other wrestlers sit in the crowd to kind of give it some of a, a live feel? I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the restrictions are as far as, like, the in-and-out process of the Performance Center. I saw uh, on Twitter, I guess there are, like, the protocol is if you're entering the Performance Center, you have to get tested before you can enter inside. So I don't know if there's, like, a certain amount of people that are allowed in and out at one given time. So there's a lot of variables here, but I was thinking if it's it's just going to look like the Raw and SmackDown sets, then I think that's a bad move. But... Is there ways that you can kind of uh, uh, spruce it up a bit to make it a little more different than what we've been seeing already from the performance center to make it somewhat unique? D- I don't know if there's ways that, like, you can, like, you know, change the background a little bit. I the, I would think there are some ways to make it a little bit different. Maybe they do more pre-recorded segments in the background. I don't know. I mean, there's hopefully there's some ways to kind of make it watchable. Yeah, I mean, it remains to be seen. Uh, you know, what, just what this is going to look like. But like I said, it's going to be must watch, uh, and it will be unforgettable, uh, in one way or another, but yeah, WrestleMania from the performance center with no fans, not even you and me. (laughs) (laughs) I know that's my biggest disappointment. I mean, he's not allowed to travel, (laughs) but no, like, but seriously, Jim, but I was so bummed. I mean, that yeah, we couldn't go this year and all this stuff. But, yeah, with WrestleMania itself at the Performance Center, I mean, I guess that's the easiest way to protect not only the wrestlers, the superstars, but the fans. You know, you just you don't want to uh, create any – any uh, you don't want to spread this coronavirus anywhere. So, I mean, I get why they're trying to host it there, but I just feel bad for, like, all the other events that were going to be surrounding – the Tampa Bay area with all the respected wrestling shows and WrestleCon and all this stuff is being affected by this. I mean, it, it, it sucks, but at the end of the day, this is probably for them the, the easiest thing, for, easy solutions for a solution for them. Well, like WrestleCon and, and, you know, Cauliflower Alley Club has postponed, you know, that that is probably for the best, especially for that population, mm-hmm. for the older wrestlers and, and everything like that, because, you know, we, we do know that it, that, this virus does affect them more profoundly. Uh, so the last thing, I mean, something like WrestleCon, you know, like this giant convention with all these legendary wrestlers and all these fans coming in and out and wanting, you know, to get, I mean, God, up close and personal photos, shaking hands, all this stuff. Yikes, bro. Big yikes. So uh, I think, I think it's the, I, look, WWE has handled this well. You know, again, they're giving us entertainment, mm-hmm. but, you know, they're, they're still they're finding ways to do this safely and, and properly. And again, we are in uncharted territory right now. It's just when it comes to WrestleMania, so much of it is about that crowd and creating this moments and paying off these big, big storylines that doing it in this way. It's just like it's going to be must watch. And then sort of like we're going to look back on it and be like, boy, that was a, <laughs> a really weird time. Yeah. In, in, in the world. Uh, let's let's keep it with the with the WWE track though, uh, and and talk about the shows that they've done from the Performance Center. SmackDown was the first one uh, to go with the no fan model from the Performance Center, uh, and I, I gotta say, 
Triple H was the absolute MVP of uh, SmackDown this past week from the Performance Center. If, if nothing else, him on commentary, clowning on Michael Cole, it was like Pete DX all over again. <laughs> him doing the camera work. It, 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 he, and he was, actually, he was actually pretty good. I, I, I enjoyed him on, on, on commentary. What, like, what did you think, though, of just, I guess, when you first tuned in, like, how weird was it? Well, I like the beginning, like the cold intro with Triple H talking very much like what he's done before in NXT for various episodes over the years. But at first it was a little, whoa, like shocking to see no fans there. And But Triple H, I just like with him, Michael Cole, it just felt very loose, like they were just being playful. And it's like, okay, that's cool. Maybe that's just a reaction to the fact that this is all very last-minute planning. And they're like, okay, just you know, do your best to entertain everyone for the next couple hours. And so maybe that's why they had a little bit more freedom to kind of do what they want since they couldn't maybe do what was originally planned at for the original arena show. But it, it like some parts I felt was a little cringy, like some people talking and stuff and there was no audience feedback to bounce off for the wrestlers. But overall, I think for everyone involved for SmackDown specifically, they still made the best fit. It was still very entertaining I, I, I thought it was okay that they replayed the tag team elimination chamber match from last weekend to kind of fill up a few segments. That's totally fine by me. I get it. You got to do like a little bit of a clip show to get by. But, but like I said, Triple H, just a lot of the jokes he was cracking, it was just like, I get it. He's such like a more serious person now but from the business standpoint of WWE and his role there within the company. But it was just nice to see Triple H maybe more as – as old school Triple H or maybe just more of him as just Paul, you know, just him as a real person and just letting loose and just joking around with Michael Cole, cracking jokes throughout the night about himself, Michael Cole, some of the wrestlers. It was just like, to me, it was just great. Like, I think it was a Bailey or someone came running or no, it was, it was um, Oscar who came running out and he's like, Oh my God, I didn't see her coming through the crowd. And, and then also another point, where uh, um, like uh, uh, Sami Zayn was talking, did a promo, him and Cesaro. And he's like, wow, great promo from Shinsuke Nakamura, who didn't say a word. I just like that he was calling out some of the, 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 uh, the calling out specific things on this show and just ribbing some of the people just to flow the show. I just enjoy what he brought to the table. Yeah, no, I, I like I said, I think Triple H was the MVP of the affair. The one thing I will say about both the SmackDown and Raw from the PC that I wish they had done was actually address what was going on. And, yeah. and I get that, you know, they, I understand that it's supposed to be an escape for people and stuff like that. You don't have to keep talking about it, but, but I think saying it flat out in the start of both of those shows as to the why and the, and that we are here to, to keep entertaining you in this difficult time because of this thing. And then we're all in this together, I think would have been a powerful statement. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I, that, that is a, that is something that I would have done that I would have changed uh, about both of these shows from the performance center. Um, yeah, I, I get the having to replay matches and stuff too. Um, but th- that, that is something that I would have done. And I, again, I appreciate that they are still putting forth this, this entertainment. Um, I, I was just going to say real yeah. quick though, was the one thing I did enjoy about this and this maybe kind of shows or gives credit to the WWE superstars and maybe what they were taught either, you know, their time in FCW or, even at the Performance Center, more recently, like even NXT was. For them, I, I, I enjoyed like the matches as far as like 
before they became full-time WWE superstars, they had to learn and practice in front of just themselves only. So in some ways, watching these matches, it kind of felt like, oh, this must be what it was like when they were training and learning how to become a full-time WWE superstar. So you, you got to perform just amongst yourselves. Like, you got to start somewhere. So I thought, oh, it's kind of going back to their roots a little bit. But also, for a lot of them, and it just shows maybe gives credit to like guys like Dusty Rhodes and Promo School, for a lot of them, it really, it, it, since there was no crowd there, they really had to deliver their promos to really sell the show and fill the time and be entertaining and keep the storylines moving along as best they can. So for a lot of them, credit to them, they were able to deliver very good promos with no crowd there for the feedback and that instant reaction. So I enjoyed that aspect too. It just shows how important and valuable it is for them to go to uh, like the promo school training because in this situation, it was a very valuable tool for them to use. Yeah, I think Bray Wyatt in particular knocked it out of the park. Uh, Monday Night Raw from the PC, I did not feel like was as well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, it just was like, again, we were sort of looking forward to this show as it was it was 316 day. Stone Cold was there and it just it felt so sort of out of place. I I, I, I don't know. It just I would have almost instead of replaying uh, the Royal Rumble, uh, I would have replayed like some old Stone Cold matches. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I guess that that's maybe something I, that I would have done uh, differently there. But, you know, g- going to the, the, the main event segment, the Austin 316 uh, day segment was not great. Yeah. Uh, I don't know whose call it was to do the give me a hell yeah from Steve and then pan over to the empty crowd and then do it again for Byron to chime in, but it just came off really cringe and really like bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the whole, the whole bit was, was bad. The, the ranking him reading off the cards and what three sixteen day meant. It's just like, I, I know that we're in this really tough moment. Uh, but the, that audible was, it just, it just didn't come off well at all. I would just, yeah, just did, didn't, didn't do it for me. I don't know what you thought. Well, it, to me, it was like, okay, Stone Cold's one of the greatest talkers of all time in pro wrestling, and he's reading off cards the whole time. I was just like, were these supposed to be like Chuck Norris facts, like their own version of it as far as him reading off, like, was Austin 316 mean or what's 316 days going to be all about for here to come? Because it, it's like supposed to be a national holiday now, at least in his eyes or WWE's eyes. But it just it just didn't make sense. It didn't sound or feel like a natural Stone Cold Steve Austin segment. For me, I was hoping he would just go out there, and but and I don't know what was originally planned for like maybe in front of a hometown crowd. I feel like whenever Stone Cold comes out as of late over the years, he says a few words and then he stuns someone. And to me, that gets kind of uh, uh, repetitive. And I'm like, we got to do something different. I mean, these one off appearances. I enjoy them, but you know, what is this ultimately leading to? You're just you all, you're throwing out there maybe like just a, a heel for him to stun and just like, hey, wave to the crowd and be done with. I was hoping maybe he, in this situation, a little bit of an audible, he comes out, maybe gives some like powerful words, just kind of remind everyone, hey, I know we're going through tough times right now, but we're sticking out together. We're going to make the best of it. We're going to get through this. Maybe something just to kind of inspire people to to – no, everything's going to be okay. I mean, there might be a lot of worried, scared people 
who are watching the news a lot. So maybe Stone Cold can be like a superhero in some ways and just kind of make everyone feel better for a little bit. And I was just kind of pissed that it was like the very last segment at the end. So it was like three hours of waiting for him to finally come out. I was kind of hoping if it's 316 day, why not we get more of him throughout the whole show? Like sprinkle him in, in and out. Why would we just get like five minutes with him at the very end of the show? That's one thing I was getting kind of annoyed with. I don't know about you, Jimbo, but I liked your idea of like, instead of doing the Royal Rumble replay, yeah, just show some of his greatest matches or moments throughout the the whole night then to kind of fill it up for time. Yeah, and I mean, they did some of the stereotypical stuff that they they do, you know, have done over the last few years with it uh, and everything like that. And that's all well and good. Um, But I would have just called, and again, this is not to overtly criticize. This is just to be constructively suggesting, you know, how we might have done a little bit differently Mm -hmm. in terms of calling an audible uh, with, you know, what they did with Steve and 316 Day. Yeah. uh, you know, it just and just again, weird times like the stuff with the Undertaker and the OC was just it just I don't know, man. Uh, again, it like like Edge's entrance was was weird. I thought yeah. he cut a great promo. Yeah. Uh, and you know, like I'm super looking forward to that match. It just that just sort of served to reinforce uh, that WrestleMania from the PC is going to be like sort of unfortunate that. You know, fans will be there to see it, to see it get paid off in live uh, and and everything like that. But, well, yeah, the 16 segment, uh, I, I thought, fell, you know, really short in my estimation. Um, but, you know, they're trying to do the best the best that they could. Yeah. So. I'm, what I was just thinking is like, one, it just felt like the hosts were all a little uptight last night. Like it wasn't as loose compared to SmackDown. So I don't know if if the powers that be in charge made like, nah, we don't want to recreate weapon on Friday. Let's more professional based on how we usually run things. But I was thinking, wouldn't it be kind of cool to have stone cold be on commentary all night then? I mean, I know it was mostly like Royal rumble replay for like two hours of the show, but maybe have stone cold sit in there, you know, maybe have Byron sit out, uh, sit outside, but like have stone cold there and call. Well, they only had what one match technically with, Andrade and Rey Mysterio for the millionth time. But if they maybe could ask a couple more matches scheduled or booked for tonight, then Stole Cold could have been there. I was even thinking it'd been kind of cool. Maybe have Triple H sit down with them, you know, a little bit of a two man power trip reunion, Jimbo. What do you think? That could have been pretty funny for them to have that type of reunion. Don't act like you know what the two man power trip was. <laughs> yes, I do. Great tag team. <laughs> Didn't even know what the two man power trip was when I first met him. Uh, but, no. you know what? You, you you hit on an inter- interesting point is that I think that what they could have done, which they've done on DVDs before, is as they're replaying old Stone Cold matches and stuff like that, have Steve on the mic giving like alternate commentary on them, <laughs> you know, telling like some backstory and and, you know, how much fun he had doing this, that or the other. Like, honestly, like, yeah, get it advance whatever storylines i guess you have to advance which really weren't that many on raw mm-hmm. but but then yeah just make it a celebration of steve throughout the whole evening in a more profound better way yeah it, it, it's like i said i wish they could have done more to celebrate 316 day because they're making a big deal on social and even on previous episodes of raw i thought it was going to be more profound like oh my god this is a just one giant show dedicated to him but, yeah, just to turn to one last segment, I was like, eh, a little underwhelming. So, 
like I said, I kind of wish maybe he was more involved throughout the night, either commentary or like more backstage segments. I don't know, but maybe maybe they had more planned for him. But since it was at the performance center, they had to cut it down. Who knows? Maybe one day Steve will reveal what happened, or maybe if we have a chance to interview him again, we can ask him that, or maybe he'll reveal on his podcast. But yeah, it just the episode just felt a little more awkward compared to SmackDown. SmackDown, I thought out of the two was just a little more fun and entertaining considering the circumstances. So, uh, but even just, yeah, like I said, just overall, I was hoping for a little bit more. We didn't get too much. And um, I, I, you know, I, for the other, you were mentioning the Undertaker segment, I guess Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins are going to have a match now at WrestleMania, which cool. Cause you know, they just kind of threw it out there with the promo. Becky Lynch showing up in the monster truck. I don't know what you thought about that monster truck that she has now. I feel like they were going to do more with it you know, probably before everything happened, maybe tie that in really to like stone cold and, and everything like that. Maybe have her drive it into the arena or something like that. Uh, that would have been cool. Uh, I actually liked the monster truck and I, and I liked Becky Lynch's involvement with the three sixteen stuff at the end. And I liked Byron getting a stunner. Uh, <laughs> and I, and he got who, kicked in the nuts. He did. And I like that too. Uh, what I also <laughs> really enjoyed uh, is Oscar on commentary as yes. well. Who knew? Who knew? Oh my God. Uh, she was fantastic. I love she, her. I wish Asuka marry me. I think she's amazing. Adore. She was absolutely terrific on commentary. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, it was a lot of fun. I mean, there were there were parts of the show that that was a lot of fun. But overall, it could have been a lot better. But who knows if just based on the resources and who's allowed in and out of the performance center, they're just they're they're really just you know skin and bones right now. What they can do to put on a show. Yeah. Uh, hey, listen, we are dealing with a ton of technical issues here because of everything that's going on in San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, and in the, in the greater Bay area here with, uh, you know, so our, con- our connection is, is being interrupted every couple of minutes here. So we wanted to get you something to talk about, you know, the WrestleMania move and, and the, you know, some of the more pertinent stuff here. Uh, we had other stuff planned for this episode, but it's just it's just not feasible to get it done right now. So we're going to try and give you a second episode uh, this week when maybe more of this gets uh, trouble shot mm-hmm. and we're able to get you a more full episode of In the Click. But we're going to try and salvage what we can from this one. Uh, hang in there. Support your local independent wrestlers. Again, check out their their merch stores and everything like that. There's tons of great content on the WWE Network and, and beyond on YouTube uh, wrestling content that you can watch whilst under quarantine in these uncertain times. Uh, so we, we hope you all absolutely be well, and we will talk to you very soon, hopefully with a much more encompassing episode of in the click, but for baby Huey, I'm bimbo Jimbo. And remember if you're not in the click, see ya six feet apart. And I wouldn't want to be ya. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs>